0: Are you ready to record yet another episode of Everything is Awesome?
1: <laughs> oh, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those stupid movies that everything about it is you should hate, but I love it. But the trouble is, now that you've sung that to me, I am going to be spending at least the next 12 hours doing Everybody is Awesome, Everything is Awesome, <laughs> and, and other such tuneful things. So thank you for that. Thank you for um, ruining my life for the next well, 12 hours anyway.
0: I don't know. Well, if I've only if I only ruined your life for 12 hours, I I just really haven't done my job, have I?
1: So here we are. The first time we spoke it in 2020, uh, 20, oh, 2021. I <laughs> don't even know what year it is. And um um yeah, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. No, there's been nothing,
0: nothing of consequence in the world. So it means it's ready. The world is at the world of our listeners ready for more nonsense.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, no import. It's been about three and a half weeks, I think, four weeks, maybe since we last recorded. And, you know, nothing is, you know, I, I, I imagine the, our partial listener has been desperate for us to come back because there has been nothing to distract them or entertain them in any way? Well, I I think the theme
0: can be how was the smooth transition between states in the world of Brexit and Mm. in the world of the U.S. presidency? I mean, I think everything in in both those things have gone just swimmingly well. You know, I think we did a better job with the the presidential transition than than Brexit seems to be going so far. uh... Oh, oh,
1: Oh, right. Let's not go there. let's (laughs) let's just not go there okay well then instead of going there i'm going to propose something
0: radical let's talk about something i think is actually really good you know the apple's announcement the other day about the the building of their propel center in atlanta and redouble you know making good on on the promise that they talked about in i guess in june uh to to make major investments and in in in, in, you know working against systemic systemic racism in the united states i think it's it's pretty damn cool. I was reading again some of the details of it, and, and it it on paper it, it looks and sounds truly
1: great. It does, although I have to be honest, I've not really been following it in any way at all. So, um, uh, you need to fill in on more details, and I will be learning learning with the rest of the the person. Well, that's right. Well, I mean, I think you know, I'll put the link in the in the
0: notes. I didn't watch the presentation at the time, and that's kind of the good bad thing. Is like, you know, here's this announcement of something truly positive and wonderful, but of course, it's drowned out by the other, all the other noise. You know, if you're in the United States, it's been about the impeachment and the aftermath of last week's attack on on the on the Capitol. But the 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 long and short of it is, it's a commitment to to provide education in what are called HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities which have existed you know and have have produced you know almost anybody who who is is prominent in the United States in in black culture arts science Politics, some way or another, there's a great chance that they they've been to one of these universities. For so, for example, you know Spike Lee is a graduate, you know, famous film director and filmmaker is a graduate, a very proud graduate of Morehouse College in, in in Atlanta. In fact, in Atlanta, there's a strong concentration of them. Uh, Kamala Harris is the incoming president. Is, is vice president is is a graduate of of Howard University in Washington D.C. So. It's a great, you know, and these things have existed from the era of, of separate but but unequal education, and for the most part, they've they've you know they they've existed as as as, a, as a, almost a separate universe. In fact, I remember growing up that there there was a you know always this there's this organization called the UNCF, the United Negro College Fund, and they had this tagline. They said because a mind is a terrible thing to waste, and so you know a lot of impression always was it's like okay, well here's this separate college system for for blacks in America. and treat it as a charity and it's like, you know, and and let's, let's, you know, you know, I have to speak delicately of it. I don't know how to express the thing, but it always seems like, oh, here's this terrible charity case. It reminds you, it's like almost the same thing as as you know, give fifteen cents for a care package to be sent to some starving kid, you know, you know, in, in Africa. On the one hand, you think, okay, well, yes, of course, we should be charitable. On the other hand, this is an amazingly stupid thing that 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 has has fallen to this. And what's been interesting in the in the last you know I would say six months, maybe a year, there's been a redoubled effort to be able to, to say, no, these are vibrant institutions that are producing amazing results and they should be, you know, what, w- there's no need to, or no reason to think of them in terms of, of this terrible charity, They but, but that they should be funded at maximum levels just like any other university. And the fact that they, that, that they are, histor- have been historically black and w- I'm almost certain remain historically black and I don't think any reasonable person has any problem with that. Um. But it, 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 what what they've done, what Apple has done is basically saying, look, the industry absolutely does have a problem with underrepresented. Uh, you know, populations across the board doesn't matter whether you're talking about women, blacks, Latinx, any spectrum, any non-white portion of of, of the universe has been underrepresented. And they, like other companies of of good faith and action, have been been publishing numbers and and showing progress in the same way that they've been publishing numbers and showing progress with with their environmental you know issues. And so, but you know what what they've done is is they they said we've we're developing curriculum to train people in all aspects of things that would affect apple, so it's design software engineering marketing anything and i think the the, the whole the whole nine yards and so that there's the there's the the virtual curriculum component which could be taught at any university, and then there's a thing called the Propel Center, which is a physical building in atlanta in 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 this neighborhood center where where there are a number of 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 these HBCUs um and and then we'll see the results but i think that that's the, the, the what what the other thing that i've noticed in looking through the, the way they describe it is is in a way it, it, it the tide has turned i think in the united states of talking about inclusion and diversity in terms of um, you know, uh, this is something that we have to do because we need to write uh, you know, a historical wrong. And I think that 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 is true. But I think the much more interesting and better way to talk about it is the fact that if you are doing anything for a global audience and you're, you're the people who are making decisions and formulating ideas and making products and making p- Choices of any kind, if they don't represent the people that that are out there in the world, you're not designing for them. It's the same argument about about accessibility. About you know, it's like if you don't design for for everybody across the spectrum, then who are you targeting? You're targeting somebody who who's the, the average person. You're never going to improve anything because you're not looking at it from different perspectives. Uh, and I will make one more linkage. Then I'm going to shut up because I am on a roll here. But there is a a, a new Netflix series um, that's out of France called uh, Lupin. And what's interesting about it is is that I'd never heard of it. You know, my wife Viola, who grew up in Italy, had it's a famous series of books that date back to like 1905. And it it's Arsène Lupin, gentleman cambrioleur, and a cambrioleur is a is a burglar. And so it's this kind of fantastic, you know, master of disguise and deception who carries off these amazing kind of you know acts of of, of theft, but with such Panache, kind of James Bond style that you just, you know, you're happy and, and he doesn't he, he, he doesn't he doesn't steal things for the sake of acquiring money. It's kind of always to to write some type of wrong. And and it's they the books have been around for a long time. There's been various movie representations of it, but if you look at the iconography of it, it's always a white man with a mustache and, and a top hat. It's very much of the day. So there's been a remake of it and it's unapologetically and excitedly black. Right. And so the, the and and that in itself was always its own statement. But what's interesting about it is that it is a remake in the same way of, of you know, uh, of of other successful kind of say, well, there's never been, an, you know, an African superhero. And then we look what it, what it, what what you know, what an amazing success that was. And if you say Wakanda to forever to any kid, they'll know exactly what you mean. And and it was a change of 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 kind of perception about it. And so and this guy, the character, for instance, has all the aspects of super cleverness, a very complicated, you know, backstory, but the backstory it has to do with it with his Senegalese immigrant father who's orphaned. And then it you know is put through an elite you know French education, and so he kind of acquires all the skill of the of the white kind of you know uh you know what's the word elite, but then kind of doesn't at all forget or you know disconnect from from his own world, and in fact uses it his blackness um and and his connection with in this in his particular case Senegalese immigrants which are a major kind of force in, in 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 French society today and so like one of the great scenes is when he's escaping from somebody and he's having a meeting with somebody in Luxembourg Gardens and he's disguised as as a delivery agent you know a bicycle food delivery agent dressed top to bottom in orange with a mask and so it he should couldn't be more recognizable and and easy to spot as he's trying to escape on a bike except for he organizes at the same time like a dozen or more other, you know, men to be dressed exactly like that, head to tail in this garish orange things with masks, except for when they every time they chase down somebody, they say, oh, wait, shit, you're white. You're not who we're looking for. Quick, find the black person. And and that is its own kind of, you know, it, 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 it's that type of clever writing and situation. So, you know, with all the feces that's going swirling about in the world, you know, I've looked for examples of 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 this and said, "No, the world is going to be rebuilt, and it is being rebuilt now, and it actually is going to be wildly better." I'm going to shut up now.
1: Yeah, it's no, uh, yeah, back where you started with the announcements from Apple, and then you yeah, just generally in the world, yeah, it it is. It's it's good that we're making progress, but equally, it's it's inequality depressing about how much progress we need to make but um yeah, yeah. uh I guess progress is better than not making progress which regress is, or regress, which is where we have been for many 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 years um you know, and and I, I get very nervous about talking about these subjects is a is a is a white middle class male <laughs> you know, i am i am the epitome of privilege um you know so you know it's uh i do get nervous about talking about it because you know a privileged opinion can be crap sometimes so um but i agree with what, everything you said and i've seen the trailer for Lupin, and it looks quite good so um it is on my watch list very good so <laughs> now
0: back to the world of of tech tell us about something technical
1: well it's um yeah life has been really busy for these last few weeks um yeah we, we took on a couple of new contract clients uh on the basis of a contract client current contract client was going away um, and then the current contract client didn't go away. So, <laughs> so is there a
0: hallmark card for that?
1: Yeah, I, I, and it's. I mean, it's a member. We remember just things. We we contract in order to fund the development of Moneywell. So we always have a certain percentage of time uh, for Moneywell and a certain percentage of time of contract. So we've got. You know, fortunately, I'm going uh, We're not in a position where we've got so much contract work that we can't do it because what we've you know in order to honour those contracts which is what we you know should ethically morally and professionally do um you know we, we we've had to sacrifice the money well time so money well is like you know uh, desperately short of, of, of time the last few weeks and will be for you know, a, a, a few weeks to come but um yeah we've we've been taking on some interesting new work and it's um it's quite interesting because we've uh, we, we've taken on two code bases because are existing pr- uh, products we've picked up um, to work on, and, and they're both very different. And there is there is one that is okay; uh, it's an okay code base. It's it's there, um, and it's pretty much maybe like the code that we've been producing. And then there is another code base where which has been, um, uh, uh, you know, the people who have written it before us have been, you know, incredibly. Um, I'll use the word "anal," but I mean in a positive term about um, you know, about everything about naming conventions, where things sit within the project, and, and everything else. And although this is a complex app, and in fairness, those things do not make learning what the app is doing any easier because it is a, is a complex. App. Actually, finding things in the app as someone coming brand new to the codebase is very easy because you just know it's oh this is going to be doing this type of thing it will always be in this section under something named in this way with this prefix bloody bloody blah, 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 blah. Um, and so it's just been quite a um, quite a good lesson really in i mean if it's your own code base you're always in all the time then you know fine who cares but if you're trying to write a code base that new people have got to find their way around or you're right regularly changing staff on them this sort of, you know, beyond, you know, having tidy code and, and and all the rest of it and whatever, just the organization of your project and the naming of your files and whatever else actually can be, you know, um, pretty useful for or onboarding people far more quickly, being able to help them understand things, you could say, oh, yeah, that will be in a presenter. And you know exactly where presenters are going to be in the project type of thing. Um, so, yeah, so that has been a, a, an interesting lesson. So do you have sort of like, your know, um strict naming conventions and everything? Because different people have different, you know, some people have code standards, some people don't have code standards, some people have naming conventions, some people don't have naming conventions. Do you work to any type of um, a, a system that way yourself? And do you have any opinions on that? Uh,
0: me personally, I do. I think that that there's not, you know. I, I think we've talked about this before. There, you know, Netflix absolutely is a freedom and responsibility culture. So it will vary with teams, but the general feeling is 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 you know, be kind to future you or present somebody else. And I think that we've gotten a lot stricter with it in terms of of how well the documented the commented, how well commented the code is, and how doc, well documented the project is. The problem is is that. It, it depends depends on which code you're talking about because you know there's, there's foundational code that that's that that makes the app possible and productized feature code but product, you know, today's product product productized feature was yesterday's A/B test to figure out, you know, wh- how it should work exactly, and, and what's the, the what's the best combination. And I think that that's where some of the challenges come in. And when the, when the app was was written, you know, it's it's, it's publicly discussed that the, the, our first version, our original you know iPad app, was a hybrid web app. Um, and, and the mobile app was similar. It was, you know, the parts of it were, were native code, which had, which only could be in the the UI was stupid pet tricks with, with JavaScript and HTML. So I, I don't, I've never worked on that code base. I've never seen it. Um, I am told, and I believe that it was, you know, a wonder of, of what it did. And, and and was very very you know was w- was kind of very well structured and, and with all the greatness and all the lessons learned that were applied to it the best structured and, and and put together apps still and the, you know with a with a very clever architecture still kind of didn't succeed for other reasons outside of that and so you know when it came time to to, to building the the app that I've been working on 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 for the last five years I think it, w- what I would say about it it's very it's you know it, it it is definitely the product of of multiple opinions about how things should be made, and there was not a singular conformance about this is the way that that you know all code should be structured and 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 designed. You know it, it, the 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 there are general areas of responsibility that people have, which kind of comes out to kind of what their areas of expertise and interest are, um, and there's not there there has never been this say you know this dream to be able to say everything will conform to this way. All that said, I think that you know. I think in the end, there are arguments for, for and against each one. But I think that the freedom and responsibility argument is that if you write something that is inscrutable, you have to face your colleagues, who are then otherwise always kind of say, "How does this work? Why is it done this way?" You know, there has to be some reason, either because you know you were fully experimenting and then never got around to to, to kind of fully describing it, or you know, m- m- you know maybe this needs a rethink, um, and so. I tend to think, I tend to feel that, that you know, for for the latter, I think that works a little bit better. That if you have a, a, a well bonded team, you can you can you can have that freedom and responsibility approach. If you're doing contract work for somebody else, or if, or if you are part of you know whatever an organization that has a type of discipline, there are very strong arguments why you should do it in, in the way that you've described.
1: Cool, cool, and of course that's left us another problem that because we now have. Yeah, we we had certain plans for Moneywell and timelines, and um, you know, we'd done all the uh back towards the end of um, twenty twenty, we'd done all the glorious planning for for twenty twenty one, and said a whole bunch of stuff. But of course, then our plans worked out slightly differently. So yeah, we're back into ah, oh, Moneywell decision making of of how do we progress from here? Do we just continue with what we said, but just accept? You know, we'll be x months later or do we still need to stick with our um you know our sort of thinking about timelines and then if we do that is there anything we can do to to reduce this and even to the point of okay we've got too much work but actually because we've got you know not too much work we've got more work than we need to be able to work on money well but what that also gives us, fortunately, is more money than we would have had. So should we even be thinking about bringing someone in ourselves to help us? <laughs> so it seems quite crazy when you start contracting to fund development and then you spend that money on a contractor. But it might be the right way forward. Um, yeah, so we've uh, got some interesting things to decide over the over the next couple of weeks. And I'm sure I will bore you senseless with them. Um, should we manage to return to a regular recording schedule for our partial listener?
0: So, uh, oh no! Wait are you are you threatening not to not to join a regular recording schedule because you're going to be so busy,
1: or are you going to con- or are you just going to contract out the talent? <laughs>
0: Your portion of the talent for this show.
1: You may think you're talking to me each week, but <laughs> I am I am I am actually a. You know, a con- I'm, I'm talking to Sam bot right now. Yeah, I am actually just a Slack bot that you found <laughs> was found out there. Yeah. Oh, don't get me going. Oh. These are, uh oh, oh, tech not okay I I love technology and all but let's you know I've had to deal with a few returns for things and um I've been doing a whole bunch of stuff over the last few weeks for for um remodeling in my house and needing certain equipment that or or certain items that I'm not necessarily an expert on so I want to ask questions and you go to all of these websites these days and they all have would you like to chat to us and you know the answer is well that's probably more convenient than going backwards and forwards and email. And it takes, let me tell you, people out there, if you're responsible, it takes about 0.01 seconds to work out you are not speaking to a human, but some really, really shit AI that has Hmm. no idea what to do. And it actually, instead of making me think your company is great, it just makes me think you are a big bunch of turds.
0: (laughs) There's a good title, (laughs) Big Bunch of Turds. It is
1: (laughs) so infuriating. Would you like to? What would you like to talk about this? Oh, have you tried reading this? Yes. Do you want to do? And and then you and, and you and after five minutes you get back to what would you like to talk about? <laughs> it's like ah, oh, yeah. It's yeah. That, and it's and I know, you know, I have no idea if people are doing this to try and provide a better service. And if you've tried to do this to provide a better service um, to your customers um, and it's just not working, then you know. Well done for trying, but it's not working. If you're doing this because you don't want to pay people to do support, stop it. <laughs> it's that simple because it's like, oh, it. I've not. I mean, if anyone's got an example of a good one, then then please do. And And you can tell that sometimes they're clever enough for the bigger organizations that the AI does realize it's being a complete dick and suddenly, you know, the AI gets replaced with a person and you can say, mm. and it totally changes. But oh, there we are. This is, you know, automation and technology, love it. But website chat systems for support when you're not really speaking to someone, no. It might, if you ask me to get rid of one thing in 2021, no, maybe not one thing because Trump would probably go first. But after Trump comes. <laughs> AI systems on websites.
0: you should say that. I had I had a, actually a good uh, a good interaction with with an Apple AI bot. It's where their 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 chat system, which anybody can use. You know, there are definitely companies who use it, and I think what they do is they basically say you can have self service, which, which can either clearly identify what what somebody looking for help, or at least kind of get them queued up and ready for a human being to do it. And I think in that that case, it's just basically they're using AI as, as, a, as a type of superhero capability that they give to well-trained, well-paid human beings, in which case it works out well. It's, you know, a, a third-rate AI that's general purpose, that that's advertised to executives in the form of executive comic books saying, you know, you can make 13% happier customers with 12% less labor costs. You know, that's like, oh, that seems like, you know, that type of spreadsheet-driven you know decision making taught at N- at NBA schools is just dumb um, but it also it reminded me of something I'm going to speak of something happy is that uh, I finally have decent internet in fact I think excellent internet in the form of this this thing called monkey brain which is a microwave antenna based uh
1: Huh, you've, uh, been, you've been trying to get hold of that for a long time. I mean, you, you've been talking about I that finally being, have for, for, year, so, for years. Did they knock? A, so, I thought you needed line of sight. Did they knock a building down or something? No, no. I mean, they—they had. They, it's
0: been available. There have been people in the building that have it. What's changed recently? There's an IT company on the building, and I always thought that that somehow they managed to get fiber to the building. So I was chatting with one of them uh, after I like be incredibly frustrated that you know Viola was having trouble, you know, doing her Zoom teaching, and then the child was knocked off, and I was knocked off, and. And that was after we got kind of bonded DSL, which was the the fastest they could possibly do. And I actually ended up being more unreliable and and most times no faster than the the single line. I was like, okay, fine. And so I chatted with somebody and I was basically saying, please, I will, you know, put on my knee pads and and let me me get in on that great, you know... (sighs) Uh, fiber that you have. So we don't have fiber. It's like we have a gigabit microwave link through monkey brains. And I said, ah. And, and I was asking about the reliability and speed. So it's like, you know, it's very, very fast. It is gigabit, you know, when we get it. Um, and it's reliable because for if nothing else... You know, we are um, the, our building now is a repeater station, so that if there's a problem in the network and we're a weak link on it, they they are that much more inclined to come out and fix us, because it will you know the same amount of effort will help a lot more people than if it's a singular person that has a much you know slower link, relatively speaking. But it's I'll be damned, it's it, it, it is gigabit, and so I have this this you know Euro router um, which. When I got it, you know, a couple months ago, it was the fastest available. Now they have a new version which, pr- pr- you know, proposes actual gigabit, you know, Wi-Fi. Um, so at the base station, if I plug my laptop directly, I get gigabit and symmetri- symmetrical. Um, if I do it through the Wi-Fi. If I'm right next to it, it tops out at about four fifty, you know, bursting to it about five hundred, but the, the Wi-Fi itself can't get any faster. So I'm I'm like sitting pretty and the most amazing thing for it and where it connects here is that it's no nonsense. It's thirty-five dollars a month, it's $150 to do the installation, which for them now is just basically stringing Cat5 Ethernet cable to my unit and and dumping it in there. Um it's just astounding and what's interesting about it is that they're super efficient on it they have very well trained and i assume well compensated people and and they have a very simple service where they don't have to invest so heavily in customer disservice technology with these mind you know mind numbing rage inducing phone trees because their service is very simple and it works well so rather than focusing on on dealing with angry confused customers just make your product and service simple and then people will be able to to get the information they need efficiently and and will be happy to do so and and we'll, there will be so much goodwill built up that that they will you know help themselves and help others and help recommend so it's the way that the world should work i, I cannot I cannot express uh, our happiness
1: greater great segue because you went from you know uh you got new internet and then you put it back to the great customer service and I like that and and what you said about them, a lot of people say about me. Very simple, but work well. Yeah, exactly. Well, they say the first bit, not necessarily the second. But no. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> So um, one of the good things about picking up uh, uh, some new code bases to look at is there's a bunch of technologies in some of them that um, uh, we've not necessarily done much with before or we're, we're having to learn. So um, over the next few weeks, obviously, you can't talk about any client specific things, um, but um, we'll. We'll maybe be giving an opinion or two on a few um, uh, a few frameworks and, uh, and and solutions to things that um, may or may not be of interest to whichever listener happens to be tuned in. So, so what I guess I'm saying is maybe just for once, I'll have some tech content to share other than just, you know, you know it's been a good week or a bad week.
0: Oh, I'm, I I can scarcely contain my enthusiasm. <laughs> As, as no, sorry no no wait let me let me read you that. What I meant to say is I can scarcely contain my indifference which is <laughs> something I got from Graham Lee yes. <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> British kind of dry sarcasm
1: uh, so i'm going to finish finish this episode because I have to run off to a meeting but uh, with, yep. with with one lesson I've learned uh, this week that um uh been writing uh, be writing an app. Th- uh for uh, a, a number of weeks now maybe even a couple of months uh there was a brand new code base it was based off a it was a, a rewrite of another app so the other app was used as the reference and the framework but decided just to, to start again and every week i've been saying okay i need to lint this code i need to lint this code i need to lint this code um and uh um I just never got around to just uh doing it and so uh Uh, This week I I did for the first time, and and the lesson is never leave your code two months before linting unless you really fancy a very, very boring day of fixing warnings. Okay. Warning, boredom lie ahead. It is. It is. Now, the quick way to get rid of them is make the linter not do anything, but there we are. So there we are. Exactly. Right, John, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you again. It's been been, not since last year, which is like we can say now. And um, mm-hmm. so, I think uh, next week we'll uh, we'll maybe talk about what we're hoping for for the next year.
0: That's a good idea. Well, if people want to tell you that they they hope that to never have to hear from you again. Where before you are thrown off Twitter, where
1: where might they do that? <laughs> if my Twitter account has not been got rid of, then you can get me as Mac Devnet <laughs> on Twitter. Ah, uh, uh, John, um, when I need to reply to your tweet saying that you never want to hear from me again, where should I do that? <laughs>
0: Uh, well, definitely don't try parlor, but but you'll find me on on Twitter, which is now a more, a more fun place to have civil conversations again, uh, and where you can find me as Jembe. That's D J E M B E, like the West African drum.
1: Well. <sighs> Happy New Year to everybody. I mean, by the time you are listening to this, it's almost the end of January, and the year's almost gone by then, isn't it? But um, it, it takes us this long to get around to things. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. Um, hopefully your feed is all working. I, I keep saying that, but as I said before, if it's not working, then you're never going to hear this. So it's an absolutely pointless statement. So there we are. I've just made myself the the um, uh, chat AI of podcasting. Absolutely bloody waste of space. <laughs> But anyway, if your feed is working and you have heard this, thanks for listening. Until next time, you take care.